It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And this is season five, episode seven. We did it. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is a very good episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little briefly before without saying anything, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is a very, mm-hmm. very good episode. Yes, yes, yes. It's, um, man, it's... It's really, let's just say the start of everything. Yep. <laughs> it's the start of, it's the start of something new. Um, and I want to talk about it. So what are you nostalgic for this week? Passing notes. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, this was inspired because I was just recently back home and I was going Someone through a bunch of my- note. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I, was, I was passing notes at home. <laughs> well, you could have been like, a, I don't know if there's buses in Michigan. <laughs> Somebody just passed you out of the bus. No, I uh, I was inspired because I was going through all of my old things in search of my DS and Game Boy and everything. I came up unsuccessful, but I did find this really, really funny note that I found out I had passed to my, at the time, fifth grade boyfriend. And if you would in, uh, oh, yes, indulge me, me, I would like to... I don't. Did I send the whole thing? I don't know. I feel okay. like I remember seeing either maybe it's a not maybe it's a different one maybe there's more i mean i posted i think one little bit of it on twitter okay, yes um but i would like to read the whole note in context Please. if this works absolutely um, so my initial note mind you i have this i'm gonna show you it's like golden retriever uh, note <laughs> with like awful handwriting <laughs> i'm gonna change the names anyway it says i do smart. not just want to be boyfriend and girlfriend for cedar point i like you matt you're a nice boy sydney i wrote my name sorry you were gonna be I'm sorry. You were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend for just the day at Cedar Point. Listen, it was fifth grade. <laughs> there was no real relationships in fifth grade. You understand this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, continue. He wrote back, yeah, but you like Will, which is really funny. <laughs> I want to stop being afraid every night because I think I'm going to lose you. He spelled uh, lose wrong with two course. O's. <laughs> Sign name. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> Sid. And then he I'm said, I feel them. I feel like I'm going to lose you. And then I wrote, which is the thing that I posted on Twitter, and I still think is one of the funniest things. Uh, how are you going to lose me? You sit diagonal from me. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> sit. Um, and then this is the, <laughs> the last little bit of the note where it says, Will, he's going to take you. I can see it. <laughs> wow. And then I was like, ask him. <laughs> ask him. Not no, <laughs> not from your perspective. No, I like you <laughs> from his perspective. How are you gonna? How are you gonna lose me? I'm right here, and also ask him. <laughs> so then, this is the best. Is then I said, give this to Will, and then oh. I wrote, <laughs> oh my god. And then the last thing I had said was, do you Will? And Will writes back really faintly, I don't know. <laughs> this is actually so dramatic. <laughs> And when I tell you, I have no recollection of this, but just the idea, like, I remember passing notes. That was a big thing in elementary and middle in, like, little bits of high school, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. These are just hilarious. I wish I could have saved, like, all of my notes, because what the heck were we doing? so 
Why was I like that? Why was this drama there for no reason? I can't even believe that you passed that entire note to Will. The whole note. And and just to ask him, right? And not to be like, I don't like Will. I like you. That was that that thought never crossed your mind. It was just ask Will if he's going to do it. What was the plan if Will said yes? Hell if I know, dude. <laughs> I just really like the last little bit of that just being the really faint, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> not even concerned. Because it's a fifth grade boy who does Good not God. care at all. And yeah, I just, because of texting or literally anything and just being older now, I don't pass notes. And that was just yeah. a, a lost memory. So Where would we be passing notes? No clue. Work? But that seems bad. Seems weird. Yeah. It seems like grounds for sexual harassment. <laughs> Um, do you like me? Checkbox, yes or no, at work. Yeah, I don't know where it would even happen now. The place that I really remember passing notes was in choir, because I was an alto and a lot of my friends were sopranos. (laughs) Nice. And so I was always on the, like, other side of the choir room, like, wanting to talk about something that had happened and been like, pass this down to Samantha, who's literally at the other end of the row from me. (laughs) Oh, man. It was just fun. Everybody just sitting at their desks and... Like, like having to do it so subtly so that the teachers can't see it or anything yeah. was a time. That's so funny. What are you nostalgic for? Um, Utopian Tailgate. Oh, huh. <laughs> I was gonna, like, I know I that place. Gonna, yeah. I was going to relegate it to just like all rooftop bars, but I've only actually ever been to a handful. And the most fun I ever had was when we went to Utopian Tailgate. So I figured I'd just do that bar. And that is a rooftop bar in Chicago in Old Town. And I used to live in that neighborhood and I had seen the bar from like my home and always wanted to go there. And so in 2021, when me and Sid and a bunch of our friends gathered in Chicago for the first time after the pandemic, we uh, I made everybody go to Utopian Tailgate with me um, <laughs> and uh, we had a really good time. <laughs> Yep. We had really we had a really good time. It was a cool bar. There's um I don't know if the food's any good. I had I've heard mixed things about the food, but um the drinks are great and the there's like a big like open space where you can play bar games. They have bags, they have beer pong. I feel like I saw giant Jenga at some point, but we mostly played bags and beer pong, if I'm not mistaken, and just like hung out and drank and we had a nice time. Yeah. And a couple and we had this really wonderful server and then a couple weeks later or like a month later, I went back and she was there again. And she remembered me and she was very sweet. And I tried to be her friend, but she's like not really on the internet. And I was like, it, it feels weird to give you my phone number. <laughs> I barely know you. you I barely on. know you. We did hug the second time I saw her. I was like, I just want to say goodbye. And she was like, can I hug you? And I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> um, but it was, a, it was a very fun time. And I, I think I just miss all of my like favorite people being in my city. But um, we'll cap it with Utopian Tailgate. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That was such a one, like a fun trip in general, because Mm -hmm. again, it was that first time that we'd all seen each other. And so the emotions were already high. And then we all knew the plan of like, we're all going to be partying and drinking and just like having a fun time for the weekend. But to kick it off with that place was so much fun Mm -hmm. because it was so sunny outside. Like the vibes were so good because it was that first summer after everything. And It was just, it was so fun. Like half of the bar up top being like the nice fancy, well, quote unquote, yeah, sort of fancy like rooftop. Sitting, yeah. But then us, it was like fake turf grass. Like. Yeah. And bleachers <laughs> yeah. and like beer games. And like a so lot of fun. my favorite photos and videos from that night or from that weekend are like from that night because yeah. we were just all hanging out 
in the summer weather and mm-hmm. drinking and, you know, laughing and playing games. And you did that, the one dance, the Cardi B dance with the bride oh, yeah. that was there. And- yeah, there was a bridal <laughs> shot, like a, a bachelorette party. And she was like, I want to know how to do this dance. And so I, I don't even think I was in that conversation. And someone was like, Taylor knows. <laughs> Get, you like couldn't her. fully dance, remember? <laughs> What? You couldn't like go full out. Yeah, because I was either. right off my breast reduction. <laughs> and so I couldn't like jump or really. She, the bride is going like so hard into yeah, it whenever she marking. learned it. And the Tay is like half, half doing it. Just kind of literally just, just awesome. Sh- I showed her I showed her vaguely how to do the she sort of already knew it. And then I don't know, somebody filmed us doing it for some reason. And there was is it you? Okay, great. <laughs> it was me. I was like, I know there's a video of us doing it. And then you wanted me to teach you to do it like later in the weekend. Yeah, and then people filmed us doing it, which was yes. annoying. <laughs> and we were in a hallway because the the Airbnb where it we were in was not like super huge. It had some space and we were spending like everybody was kind of gathered in that space. Yeah. So I was like, let's go into this hallway and I'll teach you how to do it. Yeah, I just I, I do love that video in particular because I could hear them just laughing about it and I looked out and I was like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was a fun time. A really that fun was time. yeah, about two years ago. Yeah. This almost almost to the day, actually. Which is sad. Because it was like early June. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why is it so hard to get our friends together and do something? <laughs> oh man. That was so great. Oh man. Anyway. Um, do you want to get into it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Season five, episode seven is titled I Love You, Donna Karen. The episode aired on November 14th, 1997. It was directed by David Kendall and was written by Ellen Idelson and Rob Letterstein. November 14th. That means that if they go in order, the next one will be on my birthday, which is cute. Ooh, they did that for you. <laughs> they did that for me. They knew it was a gift. I didn't even know, but they knew. Uh, All right. The synopsis is Sean is forced to reconsider his own stubborn determination to keep relationships brief when he believes that he might have found a suitable match. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. You don't know how. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know how. I think that's a good little synopsis. That's a great synopsis. I like that a lot. It It doesn't reveal any of the mystery. Wow, I love this. Okay, first scene. We were at Chubby's. Corey and Topanga are on a date, and Topanga is talking about how cute Sean and his new girlfriend Angela are together as they are sitting in a booth nearby. Angela's back. <laughs> Golly gee, I wonder I wonder if she's going to be important literally at all. <laughs> um, she starts to suggest that the four of them go out together, and Corey laughs. The four of us. She's like, what? And he says, Sean's two-week rule. Code over to Sean and Angela, with Angela saying, so I guess that's it. It's over. Sean says, two weeks. You knew that going in. She replies, I did. She starts to get up and he's like, wait, where are you going? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done letting me down easy. Go ahead. He's kind of surprised and says, never mind. And she asks, are you okay? And he's like, you're just taking this so well. And she replies, it was a great two weeks. We had fun. He says, yeah, we did. She's like, so? And he says, so? See ya? She gets up again and leaves, but not before giving him a sort of like goodbye glance. He watches her go and then turns to Corey and Topanga. That Angela's all right. I'm going to miss her. Topanga's like, well, then why did you break up with her? And Sean goes, as they say in the south of the border, dos semanas. She says, Sean, you guys are really getting along. You know, your two-week rule is dumb. Corey says, no, 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 no. His one-week rule was dumb. His two-week rule shows growth. She goes, just face it. You're afraid to make a commitment. Sean rebuts, I'm not afraid. I've been with Corey for 15 years. Corey says, ah, they've been good years. John replies, you worked very hard at it. And Corey puts his hand on the table and says, hey, it takes two. And then they start to sort of like go back and forth. And Topanga's like, stop. 
<laughs> you're afraid to get to know someone and you're afraid of letting someone get to know you. And unless you get over this, you're going to go through your whole life all alone, except for Corey, who will bring you magazines and pudding. There, I think I got through to him. We cut over to see Sean making out with a random girl and Corey says, sure you did, honey. And now he wants to hear what she has to say. And that is the end of the scene. Angela's back. Angela's back. And she's so powerful. <laughs> Immediately, right from the get-go. I really did. I mean, it's it's fun for me because I know of things in the show to a certain extent. Like, yes. I don't know all the details of it, but it's like I know some established things. And it was just fun to see Angela actually pop up and to see them together. Mm -hmm. um, so that was just nice. It's like something <laughs> like seeing Jack on screen. Like, it's just something I've been waiting for of like, yeah. I know that this is a, a character in Boy Meets World. And so that's very cool. I do like she does seem... I mean, I don't know everybody that Sean's dated, but it's like she also immediately seems to be different from the other girls that he's been with because she's so direct with him and mm -hmm. is just like, I'm not here for bullshit either. And just like her getting up and leaving and like and having to like, sit Wait. back down. And yeah. he's like very confused is just a really nice change because he always seemed to be like the one in control, quote unquote. Yes. And so now it's flipped and that's fun. I do think it's funny that he went from a one week rule to like a two week rule. And that's the growth. Um, because then I was also thinking about high school or like middle school relationships and how yeah. those are kind of all fleeting too. And it's like, man, that's so short. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks is really, cause what are you doing during it's the nothing. week? Really? <laughs> it's like you have maybe two weekends. They break up on a Sunday and go to school the next day. And it's like, cool. Two, two weeks. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. I still love Corey and Sean's friendship. That whole little <laughs> interactions, just fun them establishing again that it's been 15 years i'm like oh my god i love long friendships especially yeah. i love that they've been together the entire time and yeah he's already kissed another gal so interesting yeah. um it's hard for me to talk about how yeah. much I love, <laughs> how much i love angela um without like giving away all the things we eventually find out about her but i i just really love how like you said she is very much kind of in control in this in this conversation and he's like he's like you're taking it so well like she he's expecting for her to be like please stay with me and she's like no I, i'm sorry i thought you were done letting me down easy go ahead fin finish up like I, <laughs> I have places to go like so let's move this along she's not um, a pick me girl <laughs> yeah i love her she's so oh, she's just so like i love her i love her she's perfect she's wonderful and that is all i will say <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so the next scene, we're at school. Corey and Sean are walking in the hallway. And Sean's like, what did Topanga mean about me being afraid to commit? You know, most relationships don't work out. And I just want to get out before anyone gets hurt, okay? Corey replies to Sean, we just want you to be happy. Sean says, yeah. And walks over to the table and says, hey, look, somebody left their purse. Corey picks it up as Feeney comes out of a door. And Corey asks who runs the lost and found. Feeney turns back and gives him just like <laughs> a really intense look. Says, I do, Mr. Matthews. I teach English, history, and film. And I run the lost and found. <laughs> Sean says, we'll put up a notice. Feeney says, would you? And walks away. Sean suggests they go through the purse to find ID. And Corey's like, no, not gonna. I once went through my mom's purse. Yeah, I can't look at her anymore. <laughs> what did you find? He hands it to Sean, who says, okay, stand back. I'm going in. He doesn't find wallet or ID, but does find kiwi mango lip gloss. As Corey puts some on, gross. Sean says, that is so sexy. You know that the Ted Koppel show called that the lip gloss of forbidden love. Corey pulls out a book of Sonic, which Sean grabs and says, Shakespeare, I hear he's good. Notice the bookmark, a ticket sub to a Van Damme movie, only the greatest actor ever made. 
Corey's like, okay, so what we got here is a purse losing, lips protecting, poetry reading, Van Damme loving gal. Sean thinks and says, wow, I'd give her two weeks. And that's the end of the scene. Um, yeah, I think seeing that somebody left their purse, I was like, that's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't uh, be suspicious. <laughs> I really love that whenever Feeny does come out and that moment happens, it felt like such a beat too long, but I really love the awkwardness that that yeah. all was. And I love that they just say outright how much he does in the show. Like, it's very self-aware of like, I do this and this and this. Yeah. I'm sad they didn't say he was the principal, too. Yeah. Like, he is. Technically, from what we understand, he's the principal. Yeah, because it's just so funny. It's like very self-aware of the fact that, yeah, we give this man every single position Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because we need him to be that figure. And that's it. I did think it was kind of wild that they just started going through the purse. purse. It's kind of invasive. (laughs) Uh, And especially with the way that Corey just started putting on the lip gloss that's insane sir (laughs) you don't know who's this is you literally (laughs) don't know anything like that that made me actually viscerally angry i was like why would you do that there's no reason and it's just for the bit of like oh he's putting on kiwi mango lip gloss huh and then for a later thing that happens but it's so weird (laughs) yeah it was super not needed Also, it's it's weird. I know that they're growing up, but there are always some instances where they just say or do something where I'm like, oh, yeah, they're like teens now. Like, Oh, sexy? <laughs> yeah, it was whenever Sean was like, ooh, it's sexy. I was like, you stop saying that word. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> You're a child. But yeah, immediately Sean's dream gal, it seems. <laughs> um, okay, next scene, we are in Feeney's backyard. Eric walks up and Feeney calls and Feeney comes frantically running out of his house. What is it, Mr. Matthews? Eric says, crisis at college. I have a really big test, okay? And the test scores are important in college. Turns out they base all the grades on them. So let's get cracking, okay? Feeney says, Eric, it's time you did this on your own. Now you're fine. You have all the skills. He turns to go back in his house and Eric says, hey, you're tutoring another student in there, aren't you? <laughs> Feeney closes his door suspiciously and says, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Eric says, it's Kevin McDougal, isn't it? That kid from the other side. Feeney says, Eric, you have the ability to do fine. Now just study the materials. I have confidence in you. I would just wish you had the confidence in yourself. Good luck, my boy. He goes back in his house, and as Eric leaves, he yells, he's a professional tutor. You mean nothing to him. <laughs> That's the end of the scene. I really like, this is not... Uh, a Bill Daniels heavy episode in the way that like his plot isn't really as deep or like any one of those uh, like educational informational type of episodes. Mm -hmm. But he's having so much fun in this episode, like just throughout. It's really fun to watch him. But I just I love any interaction that uh, Eric and Feeney have. Obviously, Mm -hmm. this is my favorite Feeney call to date already. (laughs) It's just the way that he says it, he's just like, Phoenix! Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Like, he doesn't give anything else. Um, and it's really funny. But, like, and watching him just run out is, like, all disheveled and everything is very funny as well. Yeah. It's <laughs> just the whole bit of seeing someone else and it being, like, this big dramatic little thing between them. There's a joke that I feel like went over the audience's head where he's just the kid from the other side because he's oh, talking yeah. about like the, the other, other side, side of Phoebe's house. VR, and yeah. I just I really loved it. And then like it was one that no one reacted to. And that seems to happen with a lot of the episodes where like I catch something and I'm like, why did no one think that was funny? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was a funny joke. <laughs> but I I like it. 
I like yeah. the two of them. Yeah, Feeney's got some really good comedic beats in this one. Um, mm-hmm. And it starts here with him just being, well, it started in the <laughs> last scene where he turns he turns around and gives them just the most withering look. Yeah. But like the the closing the door just like varies. Because Eric sort of looks into his house to be like, you're tutoring someone else, aren't you? <laughs> Feeney's like, I no. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> I should, I will always forever love Bill Daniels just getting to be silly as opposed yeah, to a very serious a actor. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, okay, next scene, we are at the apartment. Eric and Jack are studying and Eric is melting down. Jack says, here's an easy one. The Louisiana Purchase, Eric yells, I don't know, stop hounding me. <laughs> Jack tries to give him hints, but he can't get it. Who am I kidding? I don't belong in college. Jack tells him to study a little more and he'll come back and they'll try again. He heads to the back of the loft as Eric sort of talks to himself, trying to get the material. Columbus Cortez. Marco. Uh, Marco. And then we hear Feeney's voice echo, Polo. We <laughs> see Eric alone in the room and he says again, Marco. And we hear Feeney again, Polo. He looks around and then sees Feeney sitting on the couch and Eric's like, what? Mr. Feeney, what are you doing here? Feeney says, I'm here to help you. Jack comes back out and asks who he's talking to. And Eric says, oh, Jack, you remember my mentor, Mr. Feeney? Jack says, yes, I do. Who are you talking to? Eric's like, uh, Mr. Feeney, the British guy on our couch right there. Jack looks around as Feeney says, I'm from Boston, you boob. Eric replies, excuse me, a little respect. You are a guest in my house. Jack says, uh, excuse me, I pay rent here. Eric goes, I'm talking to Mr. Feeney. And Jack says, oh, your mentor. Eric's like, yeah. And we cut out to see that there's no one on the couch. And Jack says, on the couch. And Eric's like, the guy right there on our couch eating beer nuts. Feeney is back and is indeed eating beer nuts. And Feeney says, mmm, nutty. And Jack scoffs, okay, I'm leaving. Eric says, man, did I pick a Rudy for a roommate? He acts like you don't even exist. Feeney stands and says, he can't see me. Only you can see me. And only you can see me because I exist only in your imagination. Eric goes, okay, so what are you doing here? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, this in my notes I wrote down phony like oh. faux faux like fake and then like phony because he that's doesn't exist that's funny <laughs> so that's what I'm calling him for the rest of the, the of my notes I call him phony I love that yeah this is a little fun little game for, for me to, <laughs> to make <laughs> note taking more exciting <laughs> Uh, Bodhi says to take you to the library. You need to study and I'm here to help you. Eric says, that makes sense. Can you just hang on one second? Jack, Jack comes back out and Eric goes, quick question, Feeny or no Feeny? And like gestures in front of him. We see from the real perspective that no one is there. And Jack says, no Feeny. And Eric thanks him and says to no one. You ready? I'm driving. Come on. Jack's concerned <laughs> face is how we end the scene. Oh, I like this little scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's one of those moments where I'm like, I would like to get back to the other story just because I know, you know, I know, and yeah. th- but this is like a fun B story for the entire time, so yeah. it's good. I was feeling the same way when I was taking notes. I was like, I just want to talk about the other thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Eric stressing out again, very relatable. But the entire time, I was like, I believe in you. I know you can do it. <laughs> you can do it, baby. <laughs> um, I did think, given the pool games that exist, where you know, people yell out Marco Polo. I was mm. shocked that he just could not think of Polo for the He's other half. very stupid. I know, but <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love the idea that he's just thinking of Feeney because that's just the whole bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. he's just in his mind. Um, but the part that did get me is when Feeney explains, like, I'm only in your imagination. And he very calmly is just accepting like, the fact that Feeney's okay. in his mind of like, yeah, all right, so what are you, what are you doing? I'm casually hallucinating. That's fine. 
Because well, <laughs> then I thought that he was going to have like a bigger reaction when he called for Jack and yeah. just asking of like, is he actually there or not? But they immediately switched it of like, no, this is fine still. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting the help I need, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> There's something good here and I'm just going to take it. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. <laughs> okay, so the next scene, we are back at Chubby's. Corey walks up to Sean, who is reading the sonnets in a booth and says, anyone call about that purse yet? Sean ignores this and just replies, love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds or bends with a remover to remove. Corey says, no one called, huh? Bummer. Anyway, listen, <laughs> Topanga and I were talking about your problem. Sean's like, I don't have a problem. Corey continues, we feel that if you met the right girl, Sean's like, wait, 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 is this you or Topanga talking? Corey replies, she decided we're one person. Anyway, Topanga's got this friend, Debra. Sean's like, no, 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 I don't want to be fixed up. Hey, you know what else I found in this purse? A guitar pick, a Greenpeace sticker, and a box of snow caps. Only the greatest movie snack ever made. Corey says, Sean, listen, don't you want that feeling? Sean asks, what feeling? Corey says that feeling you get when you meet someone special. It's the feeling I get every day when I'm with Topanga. It's warm and happy and fuzzy. And I can't describe it, but there are bunnies. Lots of bunnies. <laughs> Sean just looks at him and he continues. We just want you to have that feeling, okay? So meet Debbie. Sean relents, fine. I'll meet Debbie. Corey says, good. He gets up and leaves. And Sean looks back in the purse, pulls out a CD. And that is how we end the scene. What I love about the beginning of this episode and then also this part is... It's an episode where we get more instances of a deeper glimpse of what Sean is actually into. Um, And that's (laughs) like any interest that he has and like showing interest in something are just like they're my favorite moments because it it makes him like he's already a very like well-rounded character. Like we get some depth with him, but like it just it keeps completing that of like this is him as a person. And I love it so much because he's not just the side character. Like he's not just Corey's best friend and whatever. Mm Um, and like, yes, he's a sad boy, but like he has, he has things. (laughs) He's really into things and it's really cool. Uh, even if he is not actually interested in people and is just interested in this person right now, (laughs) but yeah, that's just my whole takeaway from the scene. I really like it. It's a good takeaway. I started giggling because you're right. (laughs) It leads to, there's more things in the future that we haven't gotten to yet. I can't talk about them, but it's. Yeah. And it's not like stereotypical things that you think he'd be interested in, which is also what gets me. He has a lot of depth. Yeah. (laughs) A sweet boy. (laughs) My sweet boy. Okay, I don't. I can't talk about this one. Um, <laughs> the next again, no the, words. Again, you, I got nothing, man. I'm just happy. I'm just happy. I don't know how to like talk about how happy I am. Yeah, I'm really happy, guys. That's those are my prevailing thoughts. I'm so happy, and I love this episode, and I'm very happy. Wee, wee. I'm having a good time. Okay, Matthew's house. Sean is listening to Vivaldi's Four Seasons on the Matthew CD player and sort of dancing around as Corey comes downstairs. And Sean says, "I wonder if Debbie's anything like this girl." Corey's like, "What girl?" And Sean says, "The purse girl." Do you know that she likes classical music? Corey says, "Sean, you hate classical music." Sean rebuts, "Well, I just never gave it a chance." This is the part where the violin rocks, and he starts <laughs> dancing around to the violin. But Corey stops him. Sean, please don't, don't do this, okay? Because your date Debbie is under the impression that you don't do this, and like conducts his arms around the door bell rings and Sean turns music off. Corey opens it to Topanga and Debbie and introduces himself and then Sean to Debbie. She says, you're very thin. Debbie sucks. I'm just going <laughs> to preface this. Debbie I'm, sucks. I'm glad that you said that because that's She's, one of my notes is just, I already hate her. <laughs> she sucks. Okay. Sean's like, is that bad? And she says, oh no, it's good. Low impact, high impact, crick, kickboxing, cross training. What are you doing? Because whatever it is, it's working. Sean replies, I eat a lot of burgers. And she says, good, good. Eat fat to burn fat. I'm doing this exactly in her voice. Yeah. Thank spot you. On. <laughs> Thank you so much. 
Topanga says, Debbie is an aerobics instructor. And Sean and Corey at the same time sort of like over each other go, really? No, excellent. That's fantastic. And Sean pulls Corey away. Yes, why would you think this girl is for me? But before Corey can answer, Debbie walks up and says, word around the gym is Sean Hunter is quite a kisser. She gestures at Corey to scram, essentially, as she moves closer to him. Cut over to Corey and Topanga with her saying, this could work. They seem right for each, for each other. And I said, based on what, Topanga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just She said that I was like, it's been two seconds based on literally what? Corey's like, I don't know. Sean doesn't sweat that much. I hope she's okay with that. Cut back over. And Debbie's just like immediately trying to kiss him. He leans away and is like, why don't we talk first? He turns the Vivaldi back on and says, what kind of music do you like? She listens for a beat as they sit down and says, not this. You can't work out to this. Sean goes, I like it. If you close your eyes, you can actually see spring. Animals awakening from their winter rest. Flowers blossoming into a full bloom. Try it. She closes her eyes and says, I just see fat people bouncing. <laughs> the way they wrote this character is so perfect for me to be like, I hate her. Yeah, I hate her. She sucks. <laughs> She's like really not a good person. Cut back to Corey at Topanga and she says, I think there's a relationship happening here. Sean says, let us go to our new couple friends and make plans for weekends at the cottage. Hmm? Based on what? <laughs> it's literally been minutes, if that. Cut back to Debbie and Sean, who is reading her a sonnet from the Purse Girls book. She is not happy and scoffs and covers her ears. Why are you doing this to me? Corey and Topanga are here now. And he says, hi, how's the happy couple doing? They both glare up at him and Sean shuts off the Vivaldi. I need chocolate. He digs through the purse and pulls out a candy bar to Debbie's dismay. That's 14 grams of fat. And you have a purse. And Sean's like, yes, I do. Corey's like, okay, well, that's not his purse. He found it. She replies, well, he found an ugly one. And Sean says, hey, I happen to like this purse. Debbie is exasperated. Topanga, I don't think this is working. Topanga says, Debbie, give it a chance. And Sean's like, no, and stands. I can't do this, okay? Don't fix me up. He starts to leave with Corey calling after him, but he's like, no, you know what? I am perfectly happy with the way things are. He slings the purse onto his shoulder and leaves, and that is the end of the scene. Oh, boy. Yeah, Sean is so smitten with this this girl that we don't know anything mm -hmm. about. We know about her, but like... We don't know who right. it is. Right. What I really just love, he's he's so happy. <laughs> yeah, he's really happy. Um, with just all of this, and especially with the whole music. That cracked me up because as an orchestra and choir nerd growing yeah. up, it was just really fun to be like, yes, classical music actually slaps. <laughs> it's very good. Vivaldi especially is like really, really good. Yeah, and it's really funny to see him of all people. Like the little dance that he did with the violin was really yeah. funny. <laughs> and it's just, it's it's funny this to the then part see. Where the violin rocks. <laughs> And you're so right, cute. Sean. <laughs> he is right. It's the violence going hard in that moment. But watching watching Corey get a little uncomfy with everything, um, I was kind of not like super bummed about, but it's just one of those moments of like, hey, why are you harshing your friend's vibe? Yeah, He's clearly having a really good time. <laughs> now, I don't like, what was her name? Debbie. Debbie. I don't like Debbie at all. I do love this actress, though, <laughs> um, because it is Maggie Lawson. Oh, is it Maggie Lawson? Yeah. And if you've ever watched Psych, she's wow. Jules. And it was really funny because she came on screen. and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> that's such a different flip of a character. That's, that's so funny. That's what was great. That's whoever they're pulling for this season in particular. It's yeah. always just flipping whatever, you know, their current or future character, like <laughs> who, how they can portray different characters well. Um, and that's just really fun. So I just, I hated her in this episode, which I thought was hilarious because I love Jules. And yeah, I, I think it's unfortunate because, you know, Corey and Topanga are like, they're so perfect for each other. At least Topanga is. And I'm like, 
I had the same thought of, as you of like, there's no substance with that. I don't know yeah. where you got that. He's clearly uncomfy. She's clearly uncomfy. And other than being attractive, I guess, like right. that, that seemed to be like the one common denominator. Um, Cause she was like, oh, I hear you're a good kisser. And like, normally Sean is that type of person, but like, again, he's, in a way different headspace right yeah. now than anything yeah. else. So I don't know. I did think it was really funny when she just started getting stressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why oh are God. you doing this to me? <laughs> that was like, really Stop good. Stop reading me Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't know how I would feel if I was on a date with someone and it was already going kind of badly and then he just started <laughs> reading me Shakespeare's sonnets and being like, isn't this good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I, yeah, I don't think I'd have, like, that extreme of a reaction. I think that's yeah. why it was so funny. But, like, yeah, I'd be like, why why am I still here? Why are yeah. you doing this? But what I did really love amid all of this is Sean getting, like, really deep and intricate thoughts, which is, like, something that we saw in college version of him when he was mm. doing that. Whenever he's, like, listening to the music and he's like, don't you just, like, think about all of this? And she's like, no, I don't. But he's <laughs> he's having a really good time of just, like, thinking about things in like a new way or yeah. it's it's just nice and then I just I hated that Corey and Topanga the entire time were like no it's all going fine right it's not <laughs> I don't know why they're so they're so like they're invested I understand being invested in Sean's happiness but like this is obviously not making him happy <laughs> and so I don't know why you're pushing it so hard yeah um for Sean very... to get up and leave in the middle of all of it he's clearly not having a good time <laughs> Yeah. Who <sighs> is purse girl? <laughs> Who is purse girl? Um, the next scene, we are back at school. Sean is on the couch in the hallway listening to Vivaldi in headphones as Corey walks up. He grabs his attention and apologizes. Uh, sorry about last night on paper. Debbie sounded pretty good. Sean's like, forget about it. Here, have a snow cap. Angela then walks up. I think, sorry, I have to reference this because it seems like she, it's just kind of bad editing, but she's like standing and then walks up like she's about to start. To, like, <laughs> they should have just like cut it so she was already walking up to him. But she's like standing still and they're like, okay, now go. <laughs> it's just bad. It's oh, like no. bad editing and kind of weird blocking. Um, but it made me laugh uh, when I had to watch it twice. Um, Angela then walks up and greets him and he happily greets her back. She says, something's different about you. What is that? A new shirt? She takes the coffee cup he's holding and drinks from it as he says, this old thing? No, stop. And she says, well, it works for you. He thanks her and she kind of shyly walks off and he watches her go. And then Corey's like, okay, why are you so happy? Sean says, well, I uh, I think I met someone, someone special. He giggles and Corey points that out. And he says, yeah, I've been doing that a lot. And then giggles again. Okay, I have the feeling, Corey. You know the one you've been trying to explain? I woke up this morning and it was like rays of sunshine were, no, no, no. It was more like fluffy marshmallow clouds coated in, no, I can't explain it either. But I thought I saw a bunny. Corey's like, well, good for you, Sean. So who is it? He turns and says, it's her, and picks up the purse. The purse girl. Corey says, Sean, you don't know her. And Sean rebuts, Corey, I do know this girl. I know everything about her. I'm in love, which is wild. Corey replies, <laughs> well, hey, I hope you find her. Sean says, it's like you and Topanga, you know, a perfect fit. And Corey's like, yeah, but I didn't fall in love with her luggage. Sean just sighs and walks off, and that's the end of the scene. He is so happy this entire it's scene. It's really cute, but also you're not in love with this person. You have not. You you don't. You just, you fell in love with the creation of her in your mind. You fell in love with this purse, hun. Ah, I have to go. <laughs> That's actually insane. <laughs> I'm really proud of 
that one. Yeah, you should be, but also I'm upset about it. So. <laughs> we can end if you want. We just don't yeah, finish the, the podcast is over now. No. <laughs> Mind you, whenever Angela does walk up and says, you look different, is that a new shirt? And he's like, what, this whole thing? I had a thought of, I've never seen that shirt before, actually. <laughs> so I do think it is new. <laughs> That's uh, funny because we have talked about how they often wear the same clothes on the show. We haven't seen that shirt. That's I haven't seen that funny. polo. He, he's never worn a polo like that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and it's like white and all striped with colors. Yeah. Like, it's different. It's not Sean. Um, so that, that comment in particular just made me laugh, but yeah, I, I do think it's nuts. It's like, you don't actually, you're, I don't think you're in love. I think you're just in love with the idea of like Mm -hmm. this person because you have no idea who it is. It's literally just a purse and some things inside and it's okay. I thought you were going to do it again. And I was like, don't you dare. (laughs) I said, just shaking her head. I was like, what? I I love Sean so much. It is deeply misguided to be like, I'm in love with her. Like, you don't know who she is. You just know the things that you have, like, sort of created in her mind and, like, or in your mind, rather. And, like, it's very clear that she likes all of these things, and that's great. And I'm glad that you also have decided in some way that you like them because it doesn't seem like you were into Sonnets and Vivaldi before, like, picking mm-hmm. these things up. But, like, I love and I love it for you, baby boy. I really do. But like, you've got to have some semblance of rationality here, which <laughs> he simply does not have. I think it's it's just interesting too because he's just been on so many dates. Like he's known yeah. as like a player, and so it's like you've been in physical contact with real people before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting too for him to be so enamored with the idea of someone when he has like presumably met people who have had interests similar to him before. Yeah. Um, and these are, you know, some some similar interests, right? Like she has the Van Damme ticket stub um, and like the snow caps. He liked those, but like also different interests and sort of just like pulling him into something he might not have like looked into before. And that's very cool. But it's it's still it's still not it's it's still not a human being that you know it's it's a recreation of a thing and i just that that is like the thing that sticks with me that said i really want to talk about the way that angela just like walks up and is talking to him is yeah. very sweet take it feels like such a power move to just like take his cup from his hand and drink from it yeah. <laughs> and then and give he's it like back to okay him. with it he's okay with it <laughs> i love i love angela i'm very excited and she's like you look different it works for you. And then just leaves. And I'm like, you're great. You're doing great. And I love you. <laughs> okay. Um, next scene, we are back on the B story in an elevator. Eric is holding his test, excited about the fact that he got a B. A B in college is like the best you can do. Vody says, you did very well, Eric. The elevator dings and opens to a handyman. Eric steps over to make space and greets him. Eric, still talking to Phony, says, you know, a lot of people might not appreciate what you do, but... uh." I do. The handyman looks grateful, but doesn't say anything. Phony says, you know, Mr. Matthews, I understand that I'm in your imagination, but this ascot, I think we can do better. Eric applies to no one, says, I'll do anything you want. Handyman (laughs) looks confused, but still says nothing. Phony continues, and another thing, you've got me in briefs. I'm a boxer, man. Eric says, you want me to change your underwear? Handyman now looks freaked out and claws his way out of the elevator. Phony and Eric see this, shrug at each other, and also exit. They enter the apartment, and Eric shows off his B to Jack. Jack is shocked. How did you get a B? Eric gestures, Feeny, and thanks him. Phony leaves, and Eric says, oh, right, your invisible mentor. Come on, man, if you've got a secret, let me in on it. Eric says, it's no secret, it's Feeny. I believed in him, he helped me, I got a good grade. He heads to the back, leaving Jack alone in the living room. Jack says out loud, Mr. Feeny? 
Mr. Feeney, are you here, sir? He opens the front door <laughs> looking for him because that's where Feeney or Phony just was. It's me, Jack, Eric's friend, closes the door. Look, I know you're not my mentor, but I just got beat by Eric on a test and that's just plain wrong. So if you could, sir, begin. I'm ready to learn. <laughs> he closes his eyes and holds his arms out. We cut to Eric watching him from the locked part of the apartment. Jack, he's not there. Jack's like, he's not? Eric says, no, he's on the balcony. We see Phony walk into frame in the balcony door and wave. And Jack just looks at them. And that is the, them? Question mark. Because he's just looking up there. I don't know. It does, it's weird. And that's the end of the scene. I think this scene is funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's fun. I love that he got a B. I was just really happy whenever he said that at the beginning. Because I'm like, you can do it. I'm so happy. Yeah, the man walking into the elevator. Surely that will go well. Um, and then it super didn't, and I would be so uncomfy Who's <laughs> that guy, um, cause it just got worse. And I liked, uh, the fact, like, I mean, he just used his education from Feeney and mm-hmm. I really love that. Like Feeney always believed in him and now here we go. Like he's actually doing well. It's probably not going to stay, but at least for this episode, <laughs> it's well, <laughs> he's doing it. And then my last two notes for this were just Jack, sweet baby, no. <laughs> and then just, I love so much. <laughs> like it, it caught me off guard. It's just like a line that I didn't expect to be written in the way that it was of him being like, begin. I'm ready to learn. And he like opens up his hands. Yeah. Like Feeney's going to possess him. He's <laughs> like... <laughs> just standing there and it's really good. And just to end it with, no, he's on the balcony. <laughs> It's like, Eric, you kind of sound nuts right now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you understand that. But it's great that they played into that. And also, Eric had to put him on the balcony because he exited <laughs> through the front door. <laughs> so how did he get to the balcony? And he's just watching his friend kind of also go into Lose that strange yeah. state of begin. And he's like, no. Um, I think now we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more I Love You, Donna Karen, right after this. Hello, everybody. It's Sid. Welcome to the Midroll, the spot where we do announcements, featured ads, and anything else that we want to talk about. First things first, if you like our show and any of the others on the network, please consider backing us at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. For just $2 a month, you can get access to hours and hours of bonus content, and every donation helps support us and the network. Gonna do a quick little plug again for our merch. You've heard it once, you've heard it many a times, and you're gonna keep hearing it. Uh, until the end of days, truthfully. Um, Tay and I have some merch available on the Scavengers Network shop. If you go to scavengersnetwork.com slash shop, and then you go click on the Lost Years, we have some different hats available. We have some different shirts available. We have stickers, things that you might just want to have on your person. How about that? Uh, I'm, no joke, going to get myself a bucket hat pretty soon here. Uh, so that I can also be sporting it. But if you'd like to match or if you just want to get some of your own merch to have, um, please consider getting it. And there are honestly a lot of other cool things that are on the Scavengers Network shop. Uh, so you might just want to browse around. Once again, it's scavengersnetwork.com shop. Uh, and if you get any of the Lost Year's merch, feel free to take a photo and share it with us because we want to see you repping it. Uh, and we just really appreciate your support. So thanks. This mid-roll I'm keeping pretty short, Uh, and truth be told, this episode is pretty short. I typically do the mid-roll after I edit, and this one in particular is one of the shortest that we've had in a while, Um, so that's just a little treat from us to you. Have a short episode, (laughs) because honestly, they're probably only going to get longer from here, Uh, and yeah. 
How about it? Uh, do you have water nearby? If not, you should go get some. And if you need a little snack, go ahead and go treat yourself because you know what? You, my friend, deserve it. Thank you for joining us. Let's get back to the episode. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast on Natural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator? Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh warm pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about. And that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. And we're back in the Matthews kitchen. Corey is at the table and Sean walks in through the back door. Corey says, I'm glad you're here. Look, based on the information we've gathered from the contents of the purse, I've put together a composite drawing of the woman you love. He holds up a just terrible, bad crayon drawing. Uh, it says she's gorgeous, <laughs> but she's sad. Sad because she lost her purse. Sean clears his throat. She called. She saw the notice and called. Corey's like, that's great. Who is it? Sean says, I don't know. Jack took the message. I'm supposed to meet her at Chubby's. Corey says, well, why don't you take this with you to make sure it's her? about the drawing sean says i'm not going you go Corey's like i don't understand sean says Corey, i can't meet her this feeling's so incredible i just want to hold on to it for as long as possible Corey says i know but you do understand that when you meet her that feeling will only get better sean says and what if it doesn't and what if it's not as good as what i have now he holds up the bag and Corey says with the purse Sean goes, just drop it, Corey. Corey's like, what are you so afraid of? Sean says, I'm afraid of getting hurt, okay? I mean, I've seen the pain on my father's face every time a woman walks out because he's not good enough. Corey says, Sean, you are not your father, okay? He picks up the purse and says, this thing is not real. Topanga then enters, greets them, and Corey goes to her, okay, this is real. I smile at her. She smiles back. She's there for me. through the good and the bad. Sean says, yeah, well, where I come from, I've never seen love work. Corey says, but it can, okay? This girl here could be your love, your destiny. Topanga says, that was beautiful, Corey, and kisses him, then adds, what is that, kiwi mango? It's very sexy. And that's the end of the scene. Sure. <laughs> Weird button. Yeah, sick drawing, Corey. <laughs> it's like so bad. It's like a child made it. Yeah. And in fairness, I could not do better. But um, for him to be like, take this, you'll, <laughs> you'll that's, recognize That's all her. you'll know. Like... <laughs> Um, I did really love whatever he said. She's gorgeous, but she's sad. And I thought, just like me, for real. <laughs> that's very funny. I had water in my mouth. Um, that's why I didn't outwardly laugh. I just want <laughs> the podcast listeners to know. <laughs> I watched Jay laugh, but no one else. Don't while you there. <laughs> just no notes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. This scene is really telling uh, with how Sean is actually feeling about everything. And yeah. I think it's just sad because it's like he really just doesn't want to get hurt and have a broken heart and mm -hmm. he's like never actually had love before and whenever you do feel that for the first time it's very new and different and so I I get that feeling and like not wanting it to end or like get hurt in that way but I don't know it's sad that it's like he doesn't think that he's also like good enough to be loved and like be yeah. that person and it's sad yeah because that's the crux of it right is that he doesn't feel like he deserves love like he said where I come from I've never seen it work and yeah. so he's just he's he's afraid of getting hurt and like that honesty in that moment for for Corey to be like okay but this is that's not real this is real like hear what he's saying though 
It's not that he doesn't know. Like, he gets that it's a purse. Yeah. I think that's like, you get, you especially get that in the scene of like, he likes yeah. the idea of this because this is not actually It's not something that him. can hurt him. Yes. And Corey doesn't get that. He's like, but love. But love. <laughs> Look, but I have a girlfriend. <laughs> the only person I've ever been in a relationship with ever in my life. Listen to me. I've you. got it. <laughs> I know everything. Uh, okay. Back at the apartment, Eric is making eggs and reciting literature facts. He puts milk back inside of the fridge and closes the door. And Phony is behind it and finishes his facts. Phony stands and Eric says, Mr. Feeney, aren't you a little overdressed for the library? Phony is in vacation garb and says, oh, <laughs> not for the one in Laughlin, Nevada. Eric starts reciting facts about Laughlin, Nevada, and then asks why they're going to Laughlin. Phony says, we're not going. I'm going. He starts to walk away and Eric's like, wait a minute, Mr. Feeney, I can't do this without you. Phony says, Eric, you did this all on your own. You've always had the skills. Just keep using them and you'll never be without me. Eric says, that's what you, the real Mr. Feeney would say. Phony says, smart man, that Feeney. Oh, look, a rare bird. Eric looks and then looks back and he is alone for real. He says, Marco, and there's no response. So he repeats it. Still nothing. And then he says to himself in Feeney's voice, Polo, Mr. Matthews. And that's the end of the scene. Now, why did they have to do that? It's so cute. (laughs) It makes me emotional. Um, Both times that I watched this, two, one, just watch it, and then two, get the notes. I was like, I'm still not expecting it. And (laughs) I. Very sweet. (laughs) Just gets me. Because it's not even that, like, he just says Polo. It's like he does it in Feeney's voice. I was like, you're kidding me. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I like Beach Feeney. <laughs> it was a nice, <laughs> nice wardrobe change because he's always in like sweater vests or suits. And then it's like just fun, uh, fun vacation garb. Eric's got it in him. I love, again, that Feeney just still believes in him. And then like now he gets to believe in himself. Um, there's one moment they're having like a serious chat. And then there's like an audience member that coughs. And <laughs> the entire time I was like, oh, I it's love me. that they just didn't refilm it. <laughs> they're like, whatever. <laughs> or like edit it out or anything. You can just yeah. be like... Oh my god, me during this podcast. <laughs> but see, I edited it out. Yeah. <laughs> Fun last emotional line. I knew like the next moment was gonna like in the episode is gonna be like the bigger part of the story, but that I was yeah. like, oh yeah, let's just get one final little Eric line that's gonna make me sad and probably tear up. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, okay, so the next scene, we're at Chubby's. This scene is entirely wordless, and I kind of love that. Uh, Sean is there with the purse and turns Vivaldi onto the jukebox. Everyone gives him a weird look and he just drops the purse on the table and waits nearby. A girl comes down the stairs into Chubby's and looks around. Fun fact, this Vivaldi song is the same one that Daphne and Simon dance to in the final I Love You scene of Bridgerton. Oh. Yeah. I was like, this sounds familiar. It's the little, <laughs> when they're spinning around in a circle. It's so nice. That's cute. Um, she waits at a nearby table and sees the purse and then Sean. They sort of like both walk up to it, silently smiling at each other. And then another boy enters Chubby's who, when she sees him, she gives him a hug. Um, Sean sees this and runs out of Chubby's. The girl goes to take the purse and that is the end of the scene. Mm, yeah, I also really did love that this was a silent scene. Yeah. Um, because it's more about them acting and them i mean <laughs> about, Sean, but yeah about Ryder strong doing it because he, he's really nervous i mean he's getting to confront this and like this is what he's been worried about for the entire mm-hmm. time i love him queuing up the classical music that was like a really <laughs> cute little touch um and yeah i was like oh there's the girl and then the next one right underneath is like oh no another <laughs> oh it's just sad because he's he looks visibly upset and hurt yeah. and leaving yeah, and everything. Yeah, he sort of crumbles. And, yeah. I it's never want sad. that for him. <laughs> I know. It's devastating. If you can believe it, I don't like when he's sad. 
and he's, he's sad most of the time. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I really, oh, I'm so excited. The next scene, we are back at school. Corey and Topanga are on the couch when Sean walks up and says, hey, don't ever talk to me about love or destiny again. What happened? I went there. Okay, I put my heart in the line. She's got a boyfriend, Corey. And do you know what I feel now? Pain. It's like my heart's been ripped out and stepped on. So just do me a favor and stay out of my personal life, okay? Sean, I'm sorry. I mean it. The audience awes as he walks away. And just then, the girl from Chubby's and Angela walk up to the table together with Angela saying, you are so lucky that someone found your purse. The girl says, I know. I thought it was gone forever. Well, here's all your stuff back. Corey says, wait a minute. Angela's stuff was in your purse? Girl says, yeah, I lent it to her. Angela says, I felt awful when I lost it. Corey repeats, your stuff was in her purse. The lip gloss, the snow caps. Angela says, yeah, and my book of sonnets. I can't live without these. Angela and the girl walk away with Corey and Defego looking at each other. We get a two be continued and that is the end of the episode proper <laughs> it's angela he knows who it is were you expecting it to be angela um i mean kind of no but like i'll it's hard because like again like i know you know the Some couple thing. and so yeah. i'm like but like I wanted when the to girl be. came down and was like just a random girl were you like oh <laughs> i thought it was gonna be no angela. i yes i did think that it was gonna be angela whatever because okay. it was because it i mean i i want angela and sean to be together and so mm-hmm. it was having her come down i was like oh that's a bummer <laughs> Um, but so it it made it that much sweeter when it was like that final switch and reveal of like, no, this was actually all of her things. I was like, oh, yes. God, (laughs) I can't imagine what it was like watching this live and knowing like (laughs) they had all of this like chemistry at the beginning of the episode and then it's not Angela. And then we get like, like the audience is like, (gasps) yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun. (sighs) I just, it's so sad because, like, he is so hurt at the beginning by all of this and, like, letting yes. out his frustrations to Corey. And I get, like, Corey and Topanga trying to help. It's also, like, so different when you're in a relationship and, like, trying to give advice on love versus yes. when you're single or just, like, not with anybody. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, yeah, like, you've, we get it. Like, you've worked it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't know about some things. Yeah. And so I get where they're coming from, but, like, I totally get where Sean is coming from, too. And it's just, it's so much better because it's like, you love all this stuff and you've like clearly been interested in this person before. It's happening. (laughs) You already have the like physical chemistry and now you are like also interested in like her mind. Yes. Um, And you have things in common and you know that. And then like you were also interested just in all of her stuff and it's so, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, what's going to (laughs) happen? What's going to happen? (laughs) TBT. I'm so excited. Okay, so end credits. Jack is on the balcony calling for Mr. Feedy, and Eric's like, what are you doing? Jack says, nothing. Eric says, you need help studying, don't you? Jack denies it, but Eric says, come on in. Your prayers have been answered. Jack's like, you? Oh, man, I was kind of hoping for your magical, invisible mentor guy. Eric says, first of all, he doesn't exist. Second of all, he's in Laughlin, Nevada. Third of all, you've got the skills, my friend. You just got to use them. They sit on the couch, and Eric gives him, like, a literature question about Edgar Allan Poe. Jack replies, this is calculus. Eric stares at him for just like a long minute and then whispers, Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney. <laughs> That's the end of the episode in full. I like the last Mr. Feeney because it's over the like 
over the closing credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, they are off the screen and we just hear Eric whispering Mr. Feeny. And I think that's very fun. I do think it's fun too because then the Disney Plus version, it like the screen gets smaller because it's yeah. just like planning for the next episode. You just still hear Mr. Feeny. Mr. Feeny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Jax just tried so hard. This is just a fun way to end that episode. Yeah. It's a nice little button. Um, okay, hey, what was the lesson said? Well, we are all capable of loving others and we all deserve love. Wow. And it's okay to be scared. Okay. I was I, I was going to just use a line from Moulin Rouge and see if you can get it that it was from that. Um, the line of the greatest thing uh, you'll ever learn is to be loved and be loved in return. Oh yeah, I would have I would have recognized that. And that's I was like I I can't do that even though that's like exactly what because I, <laughs> I don't want it to be like what did you think and I'm like this is I pulled I this from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's delightful. Um, no notes. I can't wait to talk about the rest of the season. I wish we could do it right now. Mm. I'm especially excited for next episode too. Yes, next episode is great. It's so silly and one of my favorites. And they just keep getting better. I truly, I have no complaints for the rest of the season. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think the rest of the season is just like 100% perfect all the way through. (laughs) We're only on episode seven. (laughs) We're only on episode seven. We've got weeks to go before we get to the real meat of this season. But also, like all the episodes are really fun and good. Like I genuinely no complaints I'm, I'm really excited to talk about season five i've said this from the jump they only get better they always just get better um and they continue to and i'm excited for that for us for you for me hell yeah for the listeners we're doing to it come along okay. okay well hey welcome to the end of the podcast we've done it we've done it uh, if you'd like to follow us on social media you can find us on twitter instagram and tiktok at the lost years pod uh, we share when the episodes drop in memes, and we also ask what you are nostalgic for. And I don't have one, but I would just say keep a lookout <laughs> in case you do ever ask one. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Be aware. <laughs> you just you just sort of gave up. You bailed out at the end of that. So you were like, and uh, I don't have one, but just pay attention, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Listen. It's been a week already. <laughs> it's Wednesday. That's so true. And it is It is now June mm-hmm. 7th when we're recording this. And I don't have to think about anything important for at least a month, if not like a month and a half. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can focus more on, on this thing because this is also very important. But like when I have a lot of stuff going on, the like <laughs> the social aspect of it falls to the wayside. <laughs> Yeah. It's all I can do to prep the episode sometimes. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. This is not our full-time job, unfortunately. I wish it were. Anyway. <laughs> you can also email us at thelastyspod at gmail.com. We'll read your email on the show. Like this email we got from our friend Brian. Um, what I'm nostalgic for is the TV show Survivor. I remember when it first came out in 2000 and watching it on my nine inch black and white TV. So watching it today is the highlight of my TV show watching week. The challenge is pretty good too. I feel like I would really love Survivor and I, I need to get into it. Me too, man. Because- I, I, my roommate watches it. I have a bunch of friends that watch it and like friends that have auditioned for it and like not oh, gotten wow. in, but like so many people are so into it and yeah. me loving reality TV and just like competition shows. I'm like, why haven't I watched Survivor? And I loved, I loved Endurance, which is the kid version of Survivor. I feel like I would really like Survivor. Yeah. And I just, 
I don't there's there's like a million seasons. I don't know where to start. Yeah. Well, and I see on TikTok all the time like clips from the the tribe scenes when they're like all mm. voting and like actually debating things. And I'm always like, this seems interesting. Yeah. I just I've <laughs> just never done it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should watch Survivor. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe you and should. me should try to watch Survivor together. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, thank you, Brian, for emailing us. We always appreciate your emails. You can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It helps us out. It helps people find the show. Spotify, Good Pods, Chartable, all those good places. Um, and if you do it, I will get a better night's sleep. Whoa. Yeah. It just like, it's something in my brain clicks and it's like somebody wrote you a good review and then I just sleep better. It's huh. <laughs> I can, I just I breathe a sigh of relief and I fall asleep and I and I don't have any weird dreams. I just I just sleep and then just I like wake up Just like a Disney princess where like you, you literally go back and just yeah. on the bed. <laughs> I just gently descend onto the bed. <laughs> you just oh, lay God. like in a line. Like no movement at all. A glass coffin encases me. Um and then when I wake up in the morning, there's no man that needs to wake me up. Like, I don't need to be kissed or anything. Um, <laughs> that's, I just, that's when I just, you actually ascend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I the just, other half of leaving a review is you just ascend. <laughs> I just wake up. I ascend through, just like through the glass. It's actually crazy. <laughs> and I'm just well rested. <laughs> you know I that love- this is a fantasy. <laughs> I love that we create lore around <laughs> what good reviews do for me personally. Oh, oh. man. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Don't you want that for me? <laughs> Don't you want that? Don't you want that for me? You could just write a review and that all of all of what we just described <laughs> will happen. We so. do one of those like, like shitty editing. <laughs> 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 Like it actually happening, you know, like they're like deep fried memes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. We good? Yeah. You cool. good? <laughs> I'm great. I broke you a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. Uh, you can check out other cool shows over there, such as Myth Takes and Wet Hot American Moon Juice at www.scavengersnetwork.com. Dot com. If you want to find me on the internet, I am all of the good places at Takro. I'm also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash it's Takro. Now that I'm home for the foreseeable future, I'll probably be doing more streams. So um, keep a lookout for that. I might try. I always say this. I've said this every year that I've had a Twitch. I might try to do something for Juneteenth, but who who knows really <laughs> the odds are that that happens. <laughs> I'll do my best. Um if if nothing else, I might try to get some friends together to just play like a round of Fortnite. I think that would be fun. Hell yeah. That's just me thinking. Cool. Um so yeah, keep an eye out on my Twitch. I think I saw the URL already. So yeah. Yay. Uh you can find me everywhere on the internet, uh Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok at Sudsley. Um post some fun things around there all the time and you can keep up with my weird interests um and also (laughs) i have not like formally said this i'm moving uh out of nashville and so i started this week um making a vlog of the places (gasps) that i love because as a local it's different than being a tourist um and so i'm just gonna kind of go around some of my favorite spots in nash and just do oh a fun God. little a fun little travel vlog of sorts. So that will be live probably 
<laughs> after I move, so it's going to be like a couple months in Jesus, um, a couple <laughs> months in advance uh, of me telling you about it. But that's the thing. That I'm is on. really fun and exciting. I love that. I'm Thanks. excited for you to be back in the Midwest. Me too, baby. I'm only going to be a train ride away. I know. <laughs> or a drive. I'm going to have to go. Well, I can't. Well, drive for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> but you can take the train if you'd like. I can take the train. I can take the train. Um, that'll be fun. I'm excited for you to be here. Not excited for us to not be in the same time zone. Yeah, but... that's going to be rough, but um, we'll make it work. So it's, it's a bunch of exciting things. It's like a lot exciting. of emotions, but I'm excited to show my side of Nashville. Hell yeah. And we're going to Cedar Point. Oh, yeah. I'm going to live I've just decided now. that. <laughs> Now we can actually plan for it. Yeah. Can we please? Like, I really want to go. <laughs> I just did Six Flags for the first time in like three years. And now I really want to go to Cedar Point like so badly. Yeah. Take the train over. We'll drive down. And then we could honestly just like do a day trip. <laughs> Great. Um, so that's just us making plans for our, our friendship and life together <laughs> in the future. Um, thank you so much for listening. I am so excited for the rest of season five. So we'll, we'll see you next time. Until next time is what I normally say. <laughs> Your Tay. <laughs> Your Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Bye, fam. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused treasured content.